This podcast is an offering of the Acts 8 movement, proclaiming resurrection in the Episcopal Church. I'm Holly Powell, and I'm a layperson and a member of Christ Church Cathedral in Lexington, Kentucky. And I'm Brendan O'Sullivan-Hale, and I am also a layperson, and I'm a member of the Episcopal Church of All Saints in Indianapolis, Indiana. This podcast is about the intersection of liturgy and life, as seen through the lens of the Collects in the Book of Common Prayer. And much like last week, we are coming at you with a never-before-discussed-by-us collect. Proper From. Five, our calendars over the past two years have not allowed us to, to get to Proper Five, so here so we are. BCP Deep Cut. Deep Cut. Yes, it's like that Britney Spears single in which the B-side was Email My Heart. I can't remember which one that was. What? Oh, Brendan. <laughs> there was a B-side of a Britney song, and the song, the B-side song was called Email My Heart. And it was this amazing, like, 1997, hey, some people have AOL now. Like, you've got mail, and it's from me, and it's my love. Can't you give me one more chance to make it amazing you should look it up okay (laughs) (laughs) today's version would be something like emoji my heart or something but yeah or uh, snapchat my heart yeah that's that's even probably like to like face swap with me or something i don't know yeah (laughs) i'm so old yeah uh this week in being old i tried to I don't understand how to find people on Snapchat because I know you're on it, right? Uh-huh. I don't know how to use it. I, I figured out how to read the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell I'm turning 40 this year? <laughs> uh, click on the ghost at the top and then look for ad friends and it'll add people by your um, the people that are in your phone. Okay. <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> What other podcast can you come listen to and get not only some solid discussion of prayer, but also a recommendation for a Britney Spears song and instructions on Snapchatting? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, shall we pray? Let us pray. <laughs> <laughs> this prayer can be found on page 229 of the Book of Common Prayer. Oh God, from whom all good proceeds... Grant that by your inspiration we, we may think those things that are right, and by your merciful guiding may do them. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. I know we haven't ever talked about this collect before, but I feel like this phrasing is really familiar to me. Yeah, I, I thought thematically it reminds me of a passage from Paul that I know for a fact we've talked about before. It's the one that goes for, I do not do the things that I ought to do, but I do uh, the things that I ought not to do and mm-hmm. something like that. And this is like that eternal struggle. Like the point of the prayer is not only may we think those things that are right, but like 
you know, actually follow through? Yeah, it's basically this prayer encompasses everything. <laughs> uh, right, right. It's like this is straight up human experience here. Yeah. So I, I want to both think a good thing and then also go and do the thing that I thought. Right. And, and lest we think that this is a modern issue, this is from the Galatian Sacramentary. So, you know, th this prayer is way over a thousand years old. Humans have been having this problem for a while. Right, right. You know, Hatchet had kind of talked about the fact that at one point the colleagues said that we may think those things that are good rather than think those things that are right and that this is actually a better interpretation of the Latin original. Yeah, he suggested that good in English is a little too general or ambiguous but it was yeah. his words his uh, thought is that good in this context was subject to misinterpretation also it's just bad writing because we say good earlier in the collect oh so we do so you know yeah so I'm, it was just like pulling out of Roger's thesaurus basically right or you know <laughs> God, I am so old today. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, going to thesaurus.com. Yes, or hitting, what is it, shift F7 in Word, I think, will take you to a thesaurus. Who uses Office, Holly? And what is it in Google Docs? I don't know. I don't know. Let's see if shift F7 works. It does not. Oh, folks. That's really frustrating. Yeah, I I learned typing on WordPerfect and there were no there was not a menu if you remember WordPerfect correctly, you had to use some of the hotkeys. So, I still have some of those like memorized. <laughs> okay, I just uh, added a thesaurus add-in. So, that that's my that's my youth cred for the day. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that was the thing. Youth cred or thesaurus add-in? A thesaurus add-in. Yeah. Well, so there's not a whole lot to say about this colic, so I propose a little game. Okay. You and I have both uh, done some preaching in our time. We have. I'm an illegal preacher. I know, but you're but a you're... damn good one. <laughs> so if you were going to preach this week, take a look at the lectionary, what would you preach about? What you've got is... First Kings chapter 17. Some portion of it, depending on what track you're on. It's kind of weird. Okay, so the track gives you the option of doing 17, 8 through 16, and 17 through 24 is optional. Uh-huh. Um, or you can read 17 through 24. Right. Okay, what... This is so unnecessarily complicated. I'm sorry. I know. So you can read, like, the first paragraph or the second paragraph, or you can read both both paragraphs. Seriously, what the hell, RCL? Yeah. Bewailing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, you've got that. And uh, that's the... Okay, so this is actually the pretty good story, which is the uh, when Elijah finds the widow who is gathering sticks to make a fire and make some bread so that she and her son can die. Right. 
And he's all like, no, make me some food first, and then God will provide you all the food you want. And because she's crazy, she did it. Yeah. And um, then all of them ate for many days, and the jar was not emptied, neither did the jug fail. Right. And this, this particular passage, I, I think it's actually pretty great, but it does offer itself to some really simplistic and bad preaching, so you shouldn't do that. Yeah, don't do that. And then the second paragraph or the second track would, would then be that that same, that same woman, her son, becomes ill and is about to die. And then she's like, Elijah, WTF, my son's dying. And he's like, nah, man, I'm going to fix it. And he lays upon the child three times. <laughs> and then the child wakes up and is fine. Well, we'll come back to this. So, so that's that's the king's option. Yep. Uh, and then your epistle is okay. So the epistle is Paul talking about his conversion, mm-hmm. which is that okay? That's a good story. I like that. Yeah. And then the gospel is again uh, Jesus raising a, a widow's only son from the dead. Okay, so you can kind of see why these readings are being put together. So, what would you preach about? Uh, so, again, while it's a decent set of readings for preaching, I think it does uh, lend itself to accidental simplicity and bad theology in, in terms of, again, I'm going back to my um, Joel Osteen discomfort from last week, I think there's a, a pretty dangerous possible prosperity gospel read on, mm-hmm. the, on the story of uh, Elijah and the woman. So, anyway, what I would preach on here, and normally I'm inclined to preach on the gospel, but I'm actually much more interested in the second paragraph of the king's story. Because, as you say, the widow says to Elijah, uh, Elijah, WTF, Right. now my son's dying. And then, so Elijah takes her son up, up to this upper chamber, but before he kind of prays to uh, and does this thing where he covers the child with himself three times, which I, it's hard to visualize and sounds, I don't know. Sketchy. Yeah. Hashtag I, safe church. Yeah. I, I'm going to assume that this was just, uh, yeah, hashtag safe church. Before he does that, he says, WTF God, because he says, oh, Lord, my God, have you brought calamity even upon the widow with whom I am staying by killing her son. And so he goes on to then, you know, do this thing and pray and the son is healed. But I think that moment of Elijah's own sense of despair and betrayal, even as he is a prophet who is doing God's work, is really interesting and should be a comfort to us in times of doubt. That is really interesting. So the theme that I'm like, thinking I would go with is this whole theme of trusting in God. And I recognize that you can get into some some shaky or crazy theology when you think about that. But, but all three of these readings, uh, whether you are in track one or track two of the Old Testament, the epistle, and the gospel deal with God or God through Jesus changing the way that your life is going to work. There's a temptation to kind of say, well, I don't have to do anything because God's going to do what God's going to do. All three of these stories, it's very clear that that's not the way that that God wants us to live our life. 
Right, right. So I think that's where I would start. And then my sermon would probably end up being something completely different. But <laughs> that's that's what struck me when I was reading these and preparing for the, the podcast today. Yeah. So neither of us are preaching this particular Sunday, right? No. Yeah. But won't it be cool if if other people hear sermons and they're like, oh, that's what Holly said, or that's what Brendan said. And then they can tweet us and be like, guess what? Actual preachers said what you said. That would be awesome. Or our listeners who are preaching on uh, this Sunday can tell us uh, how totally wrong we are. We're not, yep. uh, but you could. Yeah, uh, you or could. you can just tell us what your take on these readings is and uh, send us your sermons. And, uh, you know, if we like them, maybe we'll send them out to our listeners too. Yeah. Put them on the mail camp or something. Totes. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, now we have a very exciting thing for you. Adam Trambley, ballerino, <laughs> has returned. Prayers of the People Profiles, an exclusive collect call report by Adam Trambley. This episode of Prayers of the People Profile, sponsored by Vaporosity E-Thurables. All the benefits of an electronic cigarette in liturgical form. Today on Prayers of the People Profiles, we're going to look at Prayers of the People Form 2, found on page 385 and 386 of the Book of Common Prayer. Here's a quick rundown of what works and what doesn't in this form, followed by our overall insensual evaluation. What works? First, the prayer for all those who seek God or a deeper knowledge of Him, that they may find and be found by Him. Will not the most evangelistic prayer ever prayed, Form 2 at least includes prayers that people who need Jesus might actually come to know Him. In the silence after this bidding, people could pray for those in their community who aren't baptized, who aren't part of a faith community, and who may not even know who Jesus is, while also praying that the church they are in that morning could reach out to those folks. Too many Episcopal churches neglect praying for lost people to find God, and then seem surprised when no new people show up to, well, find God there. Second. The reader of this form can provide a nice rhythm between the bidding and the silence to foster a deep sense of prayer. After the bidding, specific parish intentions could be listed by the reader, or people can offer their own intentions silently in that category. Either way, a generous period of silence at this point in the service can be powerful. An intentional silence is good training for prayer in a world where we too often don't bother to take the time to be together before God without worrying about what we are going to say. What doesn't work? I'm not entirely clear on the difference between prayers for the departed, especially blank, and praise God for those in every generation in whom Christ has been honored, especially blank whom we remember today. The latter is probably intended for the saint of the day, but it feels awkward. Additionally, the rubrics allow for people to offer their own prayers after each bidding, either silently or aloud. This form would not work well if someone in the congregation is uncomfortable with silence and needs to find something to say after each bidding. If the prayers of the saints are bowls of incense, what kind of incense would this form be? Form 2 is myrrh, 
a beautiful scent, appropriate for all occasions, whose traditional associations with burial offers a subtle reminder of the peaceful silence of death. Okay then, Adam, way to end on a downer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Adam, I can't wait to hear more of your musings and ponderings on the prayers. Seriously, actually, I, I... I find I pretty much agree uh, with Adam uh, on this prayer. But anyway, uh, looking forward to uh, to more of this. And uh, listeners, we would love to hear about uh, your views on the prayers of the people. Yes. Let us know where you agree and disagree. So, Holly, it is time to acknowledge and bewail. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Go first. The thing I would like to acknowledge this week is a really great article. And by the time you're listening to this, I'm God, if you're listening to this show, one of your social media channels has already pointed to you, you to this. But just in case, you need to look up Nicole Cliff's article on Christianity Today. Oh, called so good. How God Messed Up My Happy Atheist Life. Yes. And uh, yes. Nicole Cliff is one of the co-founders of The Toast. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, R.I.P. The Toast. I know. So sad. Yeah. Uh, okay. But... Uh, well, anyway, this article is so, so good. And I identify with it because I, I you know, lived most of, oh, gosh, it's getting not to be most of my life anymore. Um, but still, technically, most of my life as an atheist uh, for like another two years. And I identify with a lot of what she's writing about in this article, even though the details of her story and my story differ quite a bit. Yes, it is a super great article and well worth the read. I would like to bewail something right now, and that is that we are in June now. And June is a beautiful month. It's the month in which my daughter was born. It is also the worst month at work for me. Why is that? Because our fiscal year end is April 30th. And so June is when we get audited. I don't know. I don't know why. (laughs) I I, I don't know why you're bewailing that, Holly. An audit sounds audit-some. (laughs) (laughs) um well as a former auditor i can say that audits can be auditastic (laughs) but it's not as much fun when you're on this side of the aisle yuck i always dread june because it's like this crazy month where i'm working crazy hours and not doing fun cool stuff like drinking beers on patios with my friends so bewailing okay do you have anything to acknowledge no. Okay. All right. I, I do have something else to bewail, though. Okay. And this relates to Adam's uh, investigative report on prayers of the people mm. and what happens during these silent moments. Uh huh. So I would like to bewail not following the rubrics in the Book of Common Prayer on prayers <laughs> of the people. Specifically, I'm not going to name names here, no. but there is a church in a large Midwestern city that rhymes with Mivago. (laughs) And I have attended services there from time to time. During the prayers of the people at one of their services, they just send this deacon out with a microphone to run around the nave and get people's prayers. Oh, no, they don't. They do. (laughs) 
I'm not against soliciting prayers from the congregation. In fact, most of the forms of the prayers of the people specifically allow that kind of thing to happen. And while the deacon running around the nave is not my style, your mileage may vary. My specific objection is to the fact that this particular church ignores the part of the prayers of the people rubrics, which basically says you can do this however you want, but there are six things you have to pray for. You have to pray for the church, you have to pray for the world, you have to pray for the local community, those in trouble, those who have died, and somebody else. I can't remember what. Um, but look, I got five out of six, and this church is not getting any of them. Uh, and it's, it's mm, I don't like it. And it's bad for visitors, because if you're a first-timer there, are you going to be the one to speak into the mic? No, I think not. And no, your prayer not. is not going to be heard. So y'all need to rethink this unnamed church in a Midwestern city. Yes. Movago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so problematic. It is. Oh, I have another acknowledgement. Can I have that? Yeah. Well, you, you've only bewailed something, so acknowledge Oh, that's away. right. That's right. This week was the uh, celebration of the visitation of the Blessed Virgin. Yay. Yay. I love her. She's awesome. Yeah, she's really great. Yeah. She can come visit me anytime. <laughs> well, guys, I think that that's our show, isn't it? It, it? it is. If you would like to acknowledge or bewail anything, uh, you can do that on Twitter at The Collect Call or send us an email at The Collect Call at acts8movement.org. And you can find our parent organization on Facebook and Twitter at Acts 8, the number 8, Movement, or online at Acts8Movement.org. And by this point, when you're listening to this episode, God willing, and the creek don't rise into my modem, there will be a male Kemp live link and newsletter coming out this week so let's all get excited about that i'm excited i've never been so excited for an email newsletter i mean really you know i listen to these other podcasts like reply all and they're always like oh subscribe to our newsletter and i'm like why but now i get totally get it because it's just awesome it is amazing Uh, a quick reminder that the collect call is hiring for an editor this is a paid position but we are looking to for somebody who has technical expertise but also is uh specifically interested in our mission so uh do send us an email at the collect call at acts8movements.org if you are interested uh, or know somebody who might be we can talk about uh, the details and we're also um, always happy to accept any kind of other submissions you might have for the show ideas um, things that we say all the time that you want us to stop saying or whatever um yeah and and just a quick thing uh so to to make sure people are encouraged uh the uh the bit that adam trambley is doing which i think is awesome so awesome he is just sending me his raw voice file and then we're editing in all the other craziness. Uh, so you don't have to be a master editor to send something to us. You, you send us a spoken track, and if we like it, we'll do something fun with it. Absolutely, yes. And speaking of uh, Father Trambley, you can find him online at Adam Trambley, T-R-A-M-B-L-E-Y, dot blogspot, dot com, or on Twitter at Adam Trambley. Our theme music is Let All Mortal Flesh Keep Silence by Aaron DeVries, distributed under a Creative Commons license. Find more of Aaron's music at badgerland.bandcamp.com. And join us next week when we'll be talking about Proper Six. Woohoo! See you then. Let all mortal flesh keep silence.
and with fear and trembling stand. Ponder nothing earthly minded, for with blessing in his hand, Christ our God to earth descended, our full homage to 